chapter number one. Acts chapter number one. We continue our study in the book of Acts, laying the groundwork. We've had an introductory, uh, an introductory message, uh, just kind of uh, showing you the overview of the book of Acts. And then, uh, of course, on last week, we started to uh, get into, dealt with the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. We saw all the different places where we see our ascended Lord. I'm glad tonight that he's coming just as he left. Amen. This same Jesus. Them angels said, this same Jesus shall so come in like manner. I believe it's soon, don't you? I surely do. Uh, we're going to deal with uh, verses 12 through 26 tonight of uh, of the first chapter here of Acts. We'll try to get all those verses in this evening and deal with the replacing of Judas. So the disciples had an early decision to make. We'll see it in tonight's message. They had to make an early decision, and that was who it was that was going to take Judas's place. And I got to think about that today, why they didn't just leave that empty. Uh, why did they feel like they had to replace Judas? Why didn't they just, why didn't they just leave it empty? Uh, leave that spot, it, just have 11. Just have 11 disciples instead of uh, voting here and replacing Judas for a 12. Uh, I believe the reasoning for that was that uh, the number 12 in the Bible is the number of governmental perfection. And uh, they wanted that number 12. They wanted to have 12. And so we'll see that replacement tonight. And uh, we'll, I'll just point out a few things as we go along uh, through the scriptures this evening. I, I got a real special blessing out of two or three things here uh, that I believe will be a, a blessing and a help. Now, we've left off last time. Here they are. Remember, they said that they... Look steadfastly toward the Lord as he went up out of their sight. Their necks are run out. Those two men said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up? This same Jesus shall so come in like manner. Now verse 12, uh, the Bible says there, Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. I'm trying to think about this just a little bit. Let me just lay a little background. I'll go to preaching here in just a minute. Talk about a lonely trip. They'd walked out there with the Lord. They watched him. No doubt that was exciting. Watched him ascend. But now he's gone, at least out of their sight. We're going to see tonight he ain't gone. But he got out of their sight. A Sabbath day's journey. That means it's close. About a half a mile. Some 3,000 feet, something like that. They've walked back. They found themselves in an upper room. The Bible said in verse 13, And when they were come in, they went into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the brother of James. 
So they, they've traveled back. Now traveled back. And they found an upper room. Oh, you reckon this was the same upper room where they had the last supper? Maybe. Maybe the same room. It's a, we'll see here in a little bit. It's a big room. They've got a bunch of people in there. But the Bible points out 11 disciples. Now this is interesting. It's one of the few places in the scripture where the Bible names all 11 disciples being together in one place. You get a complete list of the disciples right here. This is a complete list. There's some names that ought to stick out to us. We note that Peter is always mentioned first. Did you note it? The Bible said that Peter was there. He's always mentioned first. Now, it's interesting to see that Peter was here in the upper room because just a few weeks earlier, he's standing by an old campfire cussing up a storm, saying, I don't know the Lord. I'm not one of his disciples. Don't you accuse me of that. Now here he is in the upper room, and he's the first one named. As a matter of fact, there's no, there's no discussion. Peter is the leader of this group. He is the leader of the early church. He, he, takes, the, he takes the helm. Now he's not the Pope. He ain't the Pope. But he's the leader. He stands out in front. He, he always is the one doing the preaching and doing the speaking for the group. He is without doubt a leader. Now what's that, what do you think that tells us, preacher? Simply this. It tells us a lot of things. Number one, it tells me that regardless of where you've been or what you've done, the Lord can still use you. Somebody say amen. It also tells me tonight that Peter, even though sometimes we paint him out to be like some kind of a misfit, he's always sticking his foot in his mouth and saying the wrong thing, Peter was a born leader. He always was the one that stood up and had something to say. So Peter's there. It's interesting. Then we see there's James and John, two brothers. James and John. These two are the sons of Zebedee. In one place, the Lord called them the sons of thunder. I love that story. They get upset. Apparently, James and John, they got quick tempers. They get upset. They say, Lord, how about we just call lightning down and kill this whole crowd? Some of y'all felt like that before, right? It's a good thing, and I didn't. I, I, it's a good thing I don't have control over lightning, or I'd have struck a few people in my time. So, well, I just call lightning down. The Lord, He said, "Oh, you boys are the sons of thunder. You boys are all wound up about James and John. They're two brothers. Now, I want you to think about this. I'm just going to go through this list of disciples. This is the majority of the message. What the Lord laid on my heart. Do you think about John? John would later be known as the disciple of love. His gospel's all about love. Uh, first, second, third, John's all about love. That's how we know God is love. But at the start of his ministry, uh, when the Lord first called them, uh, they had such quick tempers that the Lord called them the sons of thunder. What are you trying to say, preacher? Well, I just reminded of the old song, the old rugged cross, 
made the difference. Amen. I believe something happened. John was the only disciple that was standing there at the cross uh, that saw our Lord crucified, uh, that heard from our Lord's lips him say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I believe it made a, a difference in the life of John. Uh, no longer would he be the sons of thunder, but he's the disciple of love. Uh, he's had the love of God shed abroad in his heart, and it made a difference in John. We see old Andrew, or Andrew's there. Andrew, he's Peter's brother. Do you know Andrew and Peter was brothers? Yeah, Andrew was the one went got Peter. Andrew got saved first. As a matter of fact, out of all the disciples that are gathered in the room, Andrew is the soul winner. Uh, he's the one that brought the little lad to the Lord when they fed the 5,000. Andrew's all time said, come, come let me tell you about Jesus. Come let, I don't know what your problem is, but if you'll come up here, Jesus, fix it. That's Andrew's ministry. He just going everywhere telling everybody about the Lord. What a crew, what a crew. Philip, he held, he, he's, Philip's going to go on and hold a great revival, end up out in the desert talking to an Ethiopian eunuch. This is interesting. Philip's name is Greek. That's a Greek name. It's not a Jewish name, Philip. Philip's a Greek name, and it means lover of horses. Philip, he, was, he, he had that Greek name. You see how there's a, a hodgepodge here. Now, just hang with me. Then there's Thomas. Thomas. Here he is, old doubting Thomas. Thomas said, I'll believe it and see it with my own eyes. Well, he did see it with his own eyes, didn't he? And you know what? If it had been a bunch of independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptists that had been gathered up here in that upper room, they'd have said, look at Thomas. I'm in here. Huh? He ain't got no business being in here. He didn't even believe the Lord. He, he held doubt, and here come old doubt and Thomas. Let me tell you something about Thomas. History tells us that Thomas was martyred taking the gospel to India. Uh, a, miss, a missionary died for the cause of Christ. Old Dalton Thomas. <laughs> One of the things that lets me know that the Word of God is real. Oh, watch this. You say, how can we know that the Word of God is true? Let me show you something right here in these disciples. Let me show you something. Here's a bunch that was so scared when the Lord was crucified, they all run and hid. They're a bunch of chickens. But something happened that caused them to believe the Lord so much that they all gave their lives in horrible ways for it. Eleven men. Now think about this. If it was all a fairy tale, if it was all a lie, if it was all make-believe, wouldn't at least one of those eleven men, before they faced some kind of horrible death, have recounted and said, Listen, this is all a lie. I don't want anything to do with it. But apparently these eleven men really believed it because they went and died a terrible death. All eleven of them because of Christ. They apparently really believed. We see old Dalton Thomas. We see um, on this list a man by the name of Bartholomew. Bartholomew. What a strange name. You know something interesting about Bartholomew? It's the only place he's mentioned. Ain't no more mention of him in the entire New Testament. That's it, Bartholomew. He's standing there in the upper room. What did he do? What did he do? Nobody knows. Very little known about Bartholomew. 
You say, well, that's weird. Not really. Here's what the Lord's trying to teach us. He takes a man by the name of Peter, a man that everybody knows, a man that said, look yonder, look what a great man. He can use Peter, but then he uses old Bartholomew, not another thing written about him. Nobody knows who he is, just a big zero. The ring kicked off this big nobody. And God uses Bartholomew's too. Now watch this. Got Bartholomew. You got Matthew, the one that wrote the first gospel. James, this is possibly the one that is referred to as James the Less. You got Simon the Zealot. Simon the Zealot, that's interesting, old Simon the Zealot. He'd have been a, uh, that, that, having that zealot tacked on his name, that meant that he was the political guy of the bunch. A zealot was somebody that wanted to all time overthrow the government. Every time the Lord would say anything about the kingdom, Simon Perky's ears up, he'd say, Hot dog, let's overthrow the Roman government. Bless the Lord. That's what I've come to do. Let's overthrow the Roman government. Here he is in the upper room. Then there's a, there's a man by the name of Judas. Judas. I thought that was the one we was placing. There was two Judases. There was two Judases. Now, he's the brother of James. We're not sure what James, but he's one of the disciples. I thought about this. Let's say for a minute that somebody in our church by the name of, uh, of Bill really, really made a mess and, and caused a mess. Everybody else in the church named Bill would be embarrassed about that a little bit. You know, you think, oh, Lord. I know I've talked to Summer before. There's another Summer that we arrest a lot. She said, boy, I, I hate <laughs> I hate that my name is tied up with that one all the time getting arrested, you know. Don't you reckon this Judas, the brother of James, he's all the time having to explain to people, now I ain't that Judas. My name's Judas and I'm a follower of Jesus, but I ain't that Judas. So here they are, the 11 of them together. They've got up in the upper room and Peter, he's got something to say. He's got something to say. Look at verse number 14. Oh, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Now I've got to preach right here just a little bit. They all continued. They all continued with one accord. Homo tomos is that word one accord. It means they all had the same passion. <laughs> hey. Peter said, boy, I'm so passionate about the Lord. I'm stirred up about him. I can't hardly stand it. Thomas said, that's exactly how I feel, Peter. I'm so stirred up I can't stand it. Bartholomew said, you boys ain't got nothing on me, honey. I can't hardly wait to get out and preach about it. They all had the same passion. Now, I want you to notice what that passion made them do. With prayer and supplication. We're dealing tonight with this little bitty infant church. It's just starting. You know how those disciples started building? On their knees. Prayer and supplication. I stand on that word today, Noah. I stand on that word prayer. Pro suco. Pro, that means face to face. Now listen to me, this will help you. Prosuko is the Greek. Face to, pro is face to face. 
Suko, it means to make known a need. So when they were praying, they were going before the throne of God, face to face, talking to God like a man talks to his friend, and they's coming with a need, and they's making known a need. Oh, friend, that's praying. That's praying. They weren't bowing their heads saying, now lay me down to sleep. God is great, God is good, oh no. They had a need in their heart and they'd go into the throne room and they'd look God face to face and they'd approach the throne boldly and they'd make known their need. Prayer and supplication. That word supplication, that word supplication, it means to, uh, it means, uh, to beg, to beg for a need. So they're pleading with God. That's what the church was founded on. That's the reason the church has lost its power in 2021 is because we've gotten away from that kind of praying. These early disciples, they had a need. Uh, we're going to see their need. They need to replace Judas. But they're not going to make that decision without asking the Lord first. Uh, and so they go to praying with prayer and supplication. All of one mind. And what a boy, they ain't no telling what God do with the church that do that in 2021. Praying, begging, ringing the prayer bells of heaven. Getting a hold of God. Letting them know is it? And watch this. Watch it now. And the Bible said there in verse number, verse number 14, with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. So it's not just the disciples of that, but there's also the women. What women? Well, you think about Mary Magdalene down there at the tomb. I was talking to somebody about her this week, an old prostitute, an old harlot, an old nobody. And she was at the tomb, got to see the Lord. Oh, my goodness. And now she's in the upper room. That's the church again. Somebody say, she ain't got no business. Don't you know what she used to do? Hey, the Lord don't care. Amen. He done saved her and washed her. And here she is in her place in the upper room. Now watch this. 